blessing to his word this morning. So I looked at this psalm, and I read this psalm, and I studied this psalm, and thought, what does God want me to say this morning? What does God want me to share this morning? And I always try and make things in my own mind relevant to me, relevant to where we're at as individuals, relevant to where we're at as a church, because otherwise I think, you know, we can get a bit waylaid sometimes. And I think we need to preach into where we are at and what we are doing at this point in time. So Psalm 127 is basically a psalm of trust. So it speaks of trust. And I wonder this morning, I want to ask us all a question, myself included, right at the beginning, is tell each other what we don't trust in or what we don't believe in. But what about what we believe in, what we trust? Maybe for some of us, trust is, trust is, and what or who it is in. Maybe sadly for some of us, we don't trust anything. And especially after what we've been through with the COVID, the pandemic, it's kind of messed with a lot of people's heads. And there probably is very little trust around at the minute. And the psalm also shows us how important it is to build a foundation. Now, for anybody building a house, we know that the foundation is the most important thing. And it told us in the scripture that anything we put our hands to, that if God is not in it, then we labor in vain. But today, what I want to focus on in this psalm is not just building a house, not just building a home, but I want to look at building a church. I want to look at building people. I want to look at building community. I want to look at building society. I want to look at building individuals because they're all important and they're all vital as part of church. Family is about being one, yeah? Family is about being together and having good times, happy times, joyous times, blessed times. Okay, let's take a reality check. Family's not always like that. Let's be real. Let's be honest. It can be hard work. There can be difficulties. There can be differences. There can be breakdowns in relationships. And we have to work. We have to work at building family. And we work at building family through trust, through interaction, through communication, through relationship, through trials. And through being involved with each other. How many times when people have trials and problems have we said, well, I don't, what shall I do if I go and visit? What shall I say? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. It's, we don't have to do anything. We just have to be there. We just have to sit. We just have to show that we care. It's about being there. Nobody's interested in what we say or what we do at times. It's about the being there. I heard a story about recently uh, a friend of mine was in Africa and a guy who was part of one of the tribes lost his wife. And at the day of the funeral, the man sat in his house and there's a semicircle of chairs and people kept coming and sitting in the chairs but not saying a word. My friend obviously did words and then realized after that the people come 
and sit with the guy who's lost his wife just to show that they're there for him and that they support him. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to do anything. And I thought that created quite a, a lovely picture that you sit and these people, and they can five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, as long as they want, but they don't say a single word. Word. It's just about being there. It's just about supporting. And that person knows that you're there if you were needed. And that brought a really lovely picture to me. But when we're building anything good, we start with the foundation, don't we? It says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For no foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Where better to build a life? Where better to build a career? Where better to build a business? But especially a house, especially a home, especially a community. Now, I'm sure many of us know the story of the wise men and the foolish men, which we can read about in Matthew. We used to sing it in Sunday school all the time. Wise man built his house upon the rock and the rain came down, the floods came up. Yeah, can you remember that, everybody? Yeah. And we know what happens. Along come the storms, as they do in life. We're not promised that storms won't come, because they do. And we have to face them, but we don't have to face them alone. But when the storms come, we know what happens. The house on the sand, it crumbles, it falls, gets washed away. But the house on the rock stands firm. It takes exactly the same battering, exactly the same beating as the house on the sand, yet it stands. Because it's built on a solid, firm foundation. And I found myself asking myself straight away the question, where are where am I building my life? Where am I building my house or houses? Where am I building the church that I go to? And I want to ask us that question. And everybody else who's watching this morning, where are we building our lives? What's the foundation? Where are we building our houses, our homes, our families? <clears throat> where are we building our church? Now, once we've got foundations, what do we need after foundations? We need walls. If we're building a house, we need walls. And you might say, well, why do we need walls? Well, I feel that we need walls because they give us structure. Walls give us a little bit of structure. So what kind of walls do we need in our lives, in our church, and in our homes? Well, I want to suggest just a few this morning. The first wall that I feel we need as individuals, as a church, as a community, is always communication. Relationships break down when there is none. When communication breaks down, there's no relationship. Adam and Eve stop communicating. And you know what we do sometimes, all of us to a degree, uh, we're all guilty of this, myself included, we blame everybody else apart from ourselves that communication has broke down. And we all do that sometimes. But also sometimes we often say more in the silence than we do when we're actually talking. I'll say that one again. We often say more in the silence than we do when we're talking. Now, I'm not going to sing, but Ronan Keaton sang that song, You Say It Best When You Say Nothing At All. And we do that sometimes. We're all guilty of that. 
The next wall that I believe we need is trust. Without trust, there's no relationship. A relationship will not last without trust. Our relationship with God is built on trust. Our relationships with each other should be exactly the same. Trust needs to exist in all relationships. Otherwise, there's no relationship. It needs to exist in our homes. It needs to exist in our churches, in our workplaces, in our society. But sadly, in all, it sometimes doesn't. A few quotes on trust. God understands your pain. Trust him to take care of things that you can't. Faith is trusting God, even when you don't understand his plan. I'm sure we could all testify to that one sometimes. Faith is trusting God when you don't understand his plan. If you put your trust in God, you'll be all right in the end. Keep trusting God. He is always in control, even when your circumstances may seem out of control. Again, that's something that many of us can testify. We've been through this time where things have been out of control, but God's still there and we can trust him. God is in control and we need to trust him. It's that case in it as Christians of putting your money where your mouth is. We're always really good, me included, at spouting off. And then as soon as trials come, we react very much at times in the same way as the world would. And that's not easy for us to say to each other, but it's a fact. Where is our trust? Our trust is in God. The next wall is, and you mentioned this one this morning, fun. We need to have fun. We need to be happy. We need to enjoy life. We need to do things that make us happy. Dare I say it, no wonder, and I'm not aiming at our church, but in a lot of churches sometimes, we can all fall into the trap. We're a little bit miserable sometimes, and we're a little bit doom and gloom. And especially through the pandemic, I've watched a lot of church services, and they come on. Where is our trust? Because they're quite negative. And I don't mean that in a critical way, but they're quite negative. And I'm thinking, where is our trust? Where is it? Our trust is in Jesus. Yes, it has been rubbish. It's not been nice. It's not been pleasant. But where is our trust? Where is our hope? Where is our foundation? We can be a serious bunch sometimes, can't we? But God wants us to have fun. God intended for us to be happy, to have fun. Are we only enduring rather than enjoying? Because if we are, I want to tell you this morning, that's not what God intended. God intended for us to have fun and to be happy, despite of our circumstances sometimes. Another wall that's required is flexibility. We're not always good with this wall, let's be honest. Flexibility. Maybe not good or uncomfortable, with this wall perhaps, but the wall, this wall needs to be movable. It needs to move. And we've needed this one during COVID. We've had to be flexible. It's a good job we had this wall during COVID, a flexible wall that we could move. And we've done that. 
But we need to continue to do that. We continue to need to have a flexible wall that we can move. And on this wall is grace. On this wall is mercy. On this wall, we need to be sensitive. We need to be accepting of each other. As a church family, as a wider family, as a society, warts and all. Because we've all got them. And we need to be more accepting. Because we need to be more accepting of things that probably we're afraid of. Things that probably we're scared of. Probably things that we're unsure of. Probably things that we think, well, should we react like this as a Christian or a church? Or should we react like this? And I'm thinking of people with issues. People with addictions. Gender issues. The issue for me is, Jesus died on the cross for all those kind of people, as well as me. And that's what we've got to get into our, not even our heads. That's what we've got to get into our hearts. Jesus died for everybody, despite what we've done. And we've all done wrong, every single one of us. We'll never be perfect. We strive, of course we do. We strive. We want to be. So we need this wall of flexibility. And then, of course, we've got walls. What do we need? We need a roof. 1 Peter, verse four, 1 Peter 4, verse 8. And above all things, and I'm just imagining this and using a bit of flexibility. There we go. And above all things, and just for the imaginary, look at our house and God's House, church, we are trying to build with a foundation of Christ. The walls and now a roof. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. And I looked up the word fervent and I thought, what kind of love does that mean? It means passionate. It means hot in a pure sense of the word love. It means glowing. And that's what we should have for each other. And not just for each other, but for society, for the places we're going, for the people that we reach, the people that we talk with, the people that we work with, our neighbours, our friends. How do we love others in society, community, when at times we can't or don't even love each other? I'm sure Paul would tell us with great love, Corinthians 13, love never faileth. Overreaching all of life's experiences, all of life's relationships, all of life's challenges, all of life's dreams, all of life's difficulties, love never faileth. Love never faileth. I wonder what moves you. What moves you? I wonder what moves you into action. Because we all get moved sometimes, don't we? But it doesn't produce action. What moves us as individuals to action? To want to react and do something? Paul knew there are times when we don't, and it's true for all of us, there are times when we don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough strength. We don't have enough patience. We don't have enough time, we don't have enough money, we don't have resources, and we live with limitations sometimes, all of us. But through all these things, 
There's one thing we can do. We can keep on loving. Every single one of us. We can keep on loving. And as we come into land, I thought, what does this psalm really tell me? What is it telling us? It's like the gospel, really. It's fairly simple. But I think the problem is that as church, sometimes we overcomplicate it and we make it difficult. And as individuals, we do that. It takes a lifetime to construct our lives and build our lives. But he alone, Jesus alone, can help us with the foundation. He can help us with the walls. He can help us with the roof, both in our lives in our homes, and in our churches as well. Here's the thing. The Spirit empowers ordinary people. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. You will have. He empowers ordinary people. The Spirit forms new communities. The Spirit forges unity under fire. I've seen that before. I've witnessed it. You will have. The Spirit changes what He touches. It's undeniable. Lives change, people's change, community changed. The Spirit transforms society. Places where God is at work, it has a knock-on effect, and the society around it changes and becomes transformed. And here's the thing, God gives each and every one of us because the Spirit gives us each a part to play. No good by anybody saying, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. No, everybody, everybody has a part to play. If you like, we all need to be arrows. And you know, arrows are shaped. You don't grow arrows, you shape them. You can't grow an arrow. You have to shape it. We have to shape our children's lives. We have to shape our family lives. And we to shape each other. And arrows are aimed, or should be aimed, otherwise it's a little bit dodgy. But you should aim arrows. God has a purpose for every single one of us. I wonder this morning, dare I ask, what's my purpose? What's your purpose? Do you know? Do you have a purpose? I know that you do, and God tells me that you do, because we all have a purpose, every single one of us. As parents, as church, as individuals, as leaders, we have to lay a solid foundation. We have to, at times, be courageous and be brave. But above all, we have to lead by example. Actions always, every time, speak louder than words. It's easy to talk the talk. It's a little bit harder to walk the walk. But we can do it. We can do it. You know, in lots of places today, there are a lot of old churches, particularly, I'm told, in Russia, that are no longer churches. But the buildings are still there. And what they do is they turn them into museums. And the thing that struck me is this. The museums really are lifeless stones of old churches more than living ones. But the amazing thing is they attract 
loads and loads of people to visit them. And the thing that struck me was, and yet a lot of active churches that are actually living stones of faith, they don't attract loads and loads of people. Why is that? I don't know the answer, but what a great question. Why is that? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Again, we could all give testimony to this. Think of the times in your life when you've not done that and things have gone a little bit pear-shaped. I can think of lots in mine. But when you do acknowledge that, things normally span out. Yeah, we don't always understand circumstances sometimes. We go through things, it all looks pear-shaped, we're following what God's doing, it still seems to be going pear-shaped, and then all of a sudden, it's okay in the end. We have to pass through trials sometimes. Is our faith really a living expression of Jesus in everyday life? Or is it more like a museum? Or a nostalgic memory of the past? Which is it? We need each other. We need church. But we need community as well. We need to be out there. We need to be doing things. We need to be interacting with people. We just need to be real. It's a bit like the guy in it with the funeral and coming to support. We just need to sit in community sometimes and support and get alongside people and do things, do nice things, be kind. It opens up so many things that, that you know, simple little things that can lead to bigger things. So I want to encourage you this morning that we trust. Where is our trust? Our trust is in Jesus. Where have we built our foundation? Our foundation is built on Jesus. What kind of walls are we building? Because we need to build the right walls. Build the wrong wall, what do they do? They knock it down. But if we build the right walls and got all the walls that we've mentioned, then we stand half a chance because we're building on a good foundation. My last two things to say to you this morning and to myself is simply this. What are you building? And who are we trusting? May the Lord add his blessing to his word this morning. Amen.